from the heights of Coruscant to fire. You have reached the Ansacom for Billy. Thank you for calling. Feel free to leave a message and a preferred time to be contacted in return, and I shall endeavor to do so as I become available. Thank you, and have a nice day. House Voren, please do not forget to end your call when you have finished. Billy, it seems you and the crew have had a strange time of it since I left. I wish you much luck with the Pirate Queen. Since leaving the sky on fire, I have decided to become a treasure hunter. To help me, I recruited Professor Modi to research treasures for me to find, and Lorenzo, a filmmaker, to make me famous for finding them. And, because I need someone to fly the Queen of Air and Darkness, which I can of course do myself, I hired Redak, a pilot with keen observational skills. Recently, while researching a prize on Narshada, we were surprised as a large being fell from the sky onto the roof of our moving speeder. This being was gravely injured, but a call to his comlink revealed that we were in grave danger if we did not deliver his briefcase to its destination. To drive that point home, we were pursued by both uh, murderous droids and the Empire itself as we fled. We found ourselves driven to land and take shelter in a club. Posing as entertainers, we managed to keep our heads down long enough to cause a distraction and slip back out to the streets. We hailed a cab and now hope to make our way back to the ship. Wish us luck. Or the Force. Whatever. Be safe out there, Billy. Vuren out. Welcome to Heroes of the Hydean Way. This is normally a live play podcast that explores published adventures set in the Fantasy Flight Games Star Wars RPG line. For this week, we have something very special for you. I'm Ben, the GM for this adventure. I'm Brandon, and I am playing Modi, the Zexto Scholar. I'm Leslie, and I am Re, the human pilot. I'm Britt, and I am Lorenzo, the Shadrafan Slicer. And I am David, and I am playing DJ Mousetroid! No, I'm playing Vulan Alpha. <laughs> <laughs> but what is Vulan uh, Alpha? <laughs> Vulan Alpha is a soon-to-be-very-wealthy and famous treasure hunter of the galactic scale, but right now he is the unfortunate babysitter of a bunch of people that seem determined to die. I don't know what <laughs> you are talking about, uh, but I dare say I'm all right. Yes, but you need to look out more. <laughs> I don't even have words. She just gives you a flat look. <laughs> uh, and just coming back in, three light, three dark. The four of you and a giant uh, briefcase have all piled in, I think have all piled into a uh, hover cab and are currently attempting to um steal it. Drive away with it. Steal it. All right. <laughs> we, we are trying to steal the cab. Why don't we just hire it to take us to the queen? I figured this would be more expeditious. There is actually a human leaning back against, kind of scruffy looking. Looks like should have shaved about three days ago to get that like two day shave thing. The scruffiness has sort of gone into the soft phase. It's intentional looking now. Yeah. It's sort of like they can't really decide, am I growing a beard or should I shave? Like, it's at that point. Will laziness win out? You'd be surprised. Then there's sort of scratchiness. All right. So, but as you, all of you pile in, they turn around and start yelling at you. Of, what are you doing? Why are you getting into my cabin? Like, come on. No. Why <laughs> He's already in the driver's seat and she just looks at him. Yeah. And they are essentially going to be doing their biggest attempt at scathing tirading. Oh, what, is, what does that do? Uh, mostly strain. <laughs> it kills people with your words. Yeah, it's just mockery. Essentially, yeah. If they're minions, oh jeez. If they're die. minions, they die. Real, oh, well that makes sense. Yeah. Lorenzo has just uh, pointed the camera at, at Varen, like anticipating that Varen is going to have some sort of a really good one-liner response to this guy. Rolling a scathing tirade from the cabbie, it was three yellows, one green versus two purple, like all scathing tirades. And a final result of two successes and one advantage was rolled. So that is two targets at short range, which in this case are going to be the two in the front seat, which would be uh, Verin and Ree. 
I would like to argue that I should get some form of defense against this because of my hate blockers. <laughs> no, this is them insulting and yelling at you loudly for you stealing their vehicle. And you take two strain. As I'm getting in, I'll just turn back and be like, hey, man, relax. Just take a taxi. <laughs> and you get a setback for the next four rounds. Oh, great. <laughs> four rounds? Yeah, you have to think about how the things that he said really cut to the core of who you are <laughs> and insecurities you have. They can block hate, but they cannot block the truth. <laughs> All right. So as you start pulling away, uh, let's see. Yeah, pretty much is the same thing. Minus two handling, silhouette two, speed one. Yeah, this one actually should be able to go up to speed two if you want. How does... Speed work. Uh, essentially, how many reds you do you want? How many upgrades do you want for the difficulty? As you go faster, more reds. If you go full speed two, it would be what? Now speed two would be two base and then half silhouette, so it'd be two purple. Yeah, two purple, one red. If you're going speed two, um, I will happily go speed two. Okay, so speed two, what is my handling? Your handling is minus two, which would give you two setbacks from that. And I have a setback because that guy just, he got under me, he gave me, he's, he's making me drive angry, and we all know that's a bad plan. I mean, technically, Re always drives angry. That's kind of her secret. But um, I, I do end up having to take two setbacks on that. Oh, sorry, it should be one purple, one red. Two setback. Okay, so one purple, one red, two setback. Three yellow, one green. So the guy the guy yells at her and at, at her and Vern and and she out of spite puts on his sunglasses <laughs> and drives away. This is like the origin story of a bunch of sunglasses that we had. <laughs> <laughs> it really Damn. is. I mean, this is Star Wars. Things like that are important. We have to know. We have to know where everybody got. Yeah, everything they wear. We have to know how it happened. The hate blockers are a reference to some small throwaway line in a Legends book somewhere. All right, let's see how this goes, guys. Didn't live to regret it. Okay, so she kicks it into high gear, and you know, leaving that guy screaming at them on the promenade. Drives away with three success and a, a threat. <laughs> All right. So you're into traffic, but I'm just sort of figuring that you had to pull 180. And in doing so, it's a cab. You're not exactly that familiar with it. You had to overcorrect and cause the back end of it to skid out and scrape along a building for a little ways before you normalized and started in with traffic. So is that a strain to me or the car? I'll actually go with both. You have one point <laughs> left on your license. <laughs> I knew he didn't look like a good driver. <laughs> or however speeders sound, I don't know. As you're driving along, like, yeah, there is a bunch of uh, cars flying along next to you. You're sort of looking around. You know, there isn't that long of a drive, but now that I have them, I'm going to spend a destiny point. Haha. <laughs> That's legit. That's why we're giving them to you. Probably not for this reason. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to still flip it, but I'm actually going to give you a few moments of respite because I'm sort of figuring that the two in the back might be wanting to take a look at the uh, what's inside the case. Seems fair. Uh, Marty, do you want to angle the, the, the thing so that I can get the shot of you opening up the case? Oh, uh, good idea. Good idea, Lorenzo. Let me just... um. Try to shift this about. Modi tries to shift it about. But before you open it, remember to, to say into the camera what you are about to do. Uh, all right. Um, he looks down and then back at the camera, then down and then back at the camera. Lorenzo's just nodding, like, go on. I am about to open this box. <laughs> no, no, no. Say it like Vurin would say it. <laughs> I I am no. Vern Afa and I'm about to open this box. <laughs> I am Vern Afa and this is a favorite box of mine on the Citadel. <laughs> I was just thinking that. 
I don't get it. Okay, never mind. Just be uh, be more technical about it, and then maybe we can do some voiceover. Uh, okay. Well, there. Um, this is it locked? Yes. Uh, well, it 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 seems that it's a a durasteel container of some kind with a with a lock, a decent lock. It's a uh. Mersan lock, a um, uh, a two thousand G, if I'm not quite mistaken. It has a four digit combination, but I th- I'm sure I can figure it out relatively quickly in in short order. And he stru- starts trying to pick the lock. Um. Okay. So, yeah. Are you wanting to use skullduggery or are you wanting to use mechanics? Man, I sure hope I can use mechanics. Uh. Yeah. No. Absolutely. <laughs> it just might be slightly harder. Hmm. What are the odds I'm going to need stroke of genius for something else? Magic Eight Ball says Outlook good. <laughs> okay, I'll just I'll just roll the mechanics. <laughs> That's the best GM response I've ever heard to that question. We'll just roll with mechanics because it's uh you know four greens. I'll uh, flip a point since we still have um quite a few. So I flip a point, which puts us at three and three. So we're still doing pretty good I on mean, points. Does, uh, does so do you want to tell Lorenzo to to pause recording for a second and have? her pick the lock and then start again like he did it i think modi's going to try to follow lorenzo's instructions to the letter and if it fails <laughs> cross that bridge when we come to it so what's the difficulty uh ben okay this is going to be going to sound more difficult than it is or at least in my intention it's going to be uh, purple and a red okay the other hand if a despair happens i'm just going to have hilarity happen as opposed to uh, so things. because I flipped a point, I've got a yellow and three greens because Modi is smart. You wouldn't know it to look at him, but you know. I have a feeling you look like a pretty old school nerd. I mean, the tweed and the houndstooth. Yeah. I love it. All right. And um, on that mechanics roll to undo yes. this luck, Modi got two successes and uh, one threat. All right. As you open it, there is the requisite high tech uh, fog coming out of it and sort of a black light inside. You do see what's in it. It is these kind of odd-looking crystals. They're clear. You've got one threat. What happens is one of them falls out of the uh, case and onto the floor or onto the seat next to and, like, between the two of you. And as far as you can tell, it vanishes. Oh. Well, uh, I'm sure we can find that when we stop. I try to identify what the crystals are, the, the ones that are still in the box. All right. Uh, in that case, that is going to be... Uh, yeah, this is totally going to be like a lore check or an education check. Okay, I'll go with lore. But those are both knowledge specializations, <laughs> so I'm, co- I'm cool. On the other hand, I am thinking that this, this is actually going to be three purple, one red. Ooh. Okay, I think I'm going to counterflip a point then. Uh, to give me just four yellows. This is probably the best pool I'm ever going to have on this game because Barrowin is not good at anything. So here we go. Oh no. Uh, all right. So on that knowledge lore, Modi, whose best skill is lore, comes away with one failure and three advantage. Hmm. So you're not exactly sure what they or what these crystals are or like a proper scientific name form, but you are somewhat getting an idea of what the, their properties are. One of which is like, as you pick one out to take a look and we're not talking small crystals, we're not talking diamond size or like cut diamond size or anything like that. I'm talking like the like geode size uh, rocks, like fairly sizable ones including the one that fell onto the seat and disappeared Mm -hmm. but as you pick it out like you've got a good hand on it as you pull it out to take a look at it it looks like it disappears in your hand can i still feel it you're still feeling it it just looks like it disappears you put it back into the case and the purplish light uh makes it reappear okay uh viewers this is quite something i i'm not sure if you can see it very well but this, there are some kind of crystals uh how many are there uh there's two dozen i'd say 20 22 perhaps they have some peculiar light properties uh this purple glow seems to react with them in some fashion uh perhaps a uh ultraviolet uh band or or something and 
as you can tell by the uh, cleavage of this particular crystal, it it probably is metamorphic in nature, I would guess. Uh, but who's to say without proper scientific examination? Are we still being chased, Varen? <laughs> <laughs> Is, is that realization that you're still on camera, or is that realization that you know why this would be a problem? More the former than the latter. <laughs> so you've got an, a kind of idea of what's in there. Yep. Not really sure of application or anything like that. You don't know what the actual name of the thing is. But you've got these crystals that seem to disappear like as you pull them up out of this special light. As you're sort of pulling those back in, it's at this point... A destiny point is flipped, and this is the point where a it looks kind of like a cyborg drops onto the hood of the cab, doing what? a full superhero landing pose, like the full three point one a hand up, a cape sort of flapping in behind them. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um. For the first time in however long, there's a flicker of doubt in, in Ree's face, and she kind of looks from the superhero landing cape wearing something or other, glances over to Vern and says, you, you are seeing this, right? Unfortunately, yes, I am seeing this. <laughs> <laughs> Lorenzo, are you seeing this? <laughs> Actually, what I what I what I anticipate happened is that um, Modi directed attention back to Varen, so uh, Lorenzo would have panned the camera up to Varen to make sure to capture his response, but would have at the time of the jumping actually been like leaning over to to say to Modi, "Don't worry, that was very good. We'll put some dramatic music behind it, and then and then <laughs> as." Oh, she is going on about that. That is like when oh, the thump happened. And then Iron Man landed. Oh, uh, no, I did not get what it, oh. <laughs> In the one hand that's up, you can see a like two foot long fibro blade oh. as they're sort of like they're standing up, pointing it at uh, re in the driver's seat, like pointing at re, pointing at a landing spot, pointing at re, pointing at the landing spot. Their toes and a claw coming out of their heel have clamped onto the lid or to the hood of the uh, cab. Uh, she's she's gonna do that kind of side eye again towards Ruin and says, uh, and then kind of over her shoulder. Y'all trust me. No, but I know you're a good pilot. <laughs> I don't really have a, uh, any way to prevent you from doing whatever it is you're about to do. Modi is still trying to find the crystal that he dropped. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, one, one, arm, one hand closes the chest. Two hands are like groping around for the, the crystal that fell in the floorboards or whatever. And the fourth hand is holding on to something solid. Something that's part of the frame of the vehicle. So, I know the answer probably to this, but I'm going to ask. Since this person has landed upon our vessel, does this still count as a chase scene? Um, sure. I will go with that. It doesn't, it doesn't change anything, just... Well, no, it says add boost per rank to catch or escape. Yeah, I kind of go with that, sure. So, um, Ree's gonna look around. We're in kind of this crappy neighborhood, but there's those those pylons with the, the promenades here and there that people are hanging out. She is going to really pray that she doesn't get a, de uh, a despair. Um, but she's going to go on side and go through a thin area. Um, like, there's the wall of the building and then a the little bit of the promenade. So essentially going between a support pylon and a building. Okay. And try and knock our writer off. That sounds pretty dangerous. Sounds pretty bad idea-ish, but it would look really cool. Oh yeah, <laughs> like if it works, I'm just sort of thinking this should be a one purple, two red and handling check. So red, red, purple. Only one setback though, because I'm skilled, moderately skilled. Um, I do have one rank in 
shortcut so I get that boost because I am trying to escape someone that is attached to my vehicle. Um, and I'm going to take that light side point. So Bree's like, hang on to your butts. And she rips the yoke to one side, flipping it, and you see on coming the, the, the area that she is intending to, to use. <laughs> Sorry, so that was four yellow, one boost, two red, one purple, one setback. Four success, one threat, two triumphs. <laughs> Sorry, I'm flapping with delight. So, um, Reed, don't go between them. <laughs> in the back, Modi, Modi yells, Don't go between them. And then she does his order. He's like, Go between them. Are you crazy? Or do. That's not hard. <laughs> and then she, she, as soon as they emerge on the other side, she flips and they're on the other side. <laughs> so I think what I want, if, if, am I going to be successful in dislodging my, my cyborg yes. passenger? Okay. First side, she flips and, she just barely wings his head on one of the supports. Okay. So as she emerged, she when she does the flip for one of the triumphs, it has like no mechanical anything. I just think it looks cool. Um, but he was winged on the one side, and then he's completely thrown to the other side. His cape catches in something, and he's ripped off the hood of the, the vehicle. Well, okay. You did get a threat, and I kind of like this idea. Okay, whatever. You, you can't stop me now. I'm not wanting to stop. I'm just wanting to take the hood with him. Okay, that's perfectly fine. It's like, no, absolutely clamped on the hood. The problem is, is that he's clamped more onto the hood than the hood's clamped onto the car. Well, there are, only, there are usually only like three points of contact for a hood. So the two hinges and the little latch. You hear a th- thump on the hood or the top of the airspeeder of the cyborg falling forward. Just as like you can hear a tiny bit of scrambling and then the hood itself dislodges, becoming a parachute and foof, And you can see them sort of spinning in the back. That, that was quite a maneuver. Have you ever do that in the Queen? <laughs> I, I will kill you. Uh, I feel as though there might be a rather resounding lack of pylons in space, but I'll keep my eye out. I'm going to need to get some outside-mounted cameras, I think, if Rhea's going to continue to do such impressive maneuvers. Actually, you're kind of in luck, because the Queen actually has outside-mounted cameras, but doesn't have a windshield. <laughs> well, fine, then. Perhaps we could uh, recreate it in miniature. That's a burn of somebody who does ships, so... <laughs> Or it's just in the back of the queen with some PVA glue and a bunch of toothpicks. <laughs> my one question is, what do you want to do with the other triumph? Maybe in my ridiculous maneuvering, I, I found a another route out. Okay, yeah, I'm yeah, that pretty much is what I was somewhat going to suggest anyway. So that works. Yeah, you find a essentially a on ramp to get into the parking structure for it because this is like. You have office buildings, and then you have, you all know parkades, and how big parkades are. This is a parkade for Silhouette 4 and 5 ships. Is that a Canadian thing? Yes. That is a Canadian thing. I keep forgetting. I like it. I need to use the word parkade in my daily language. Is it, is it just like a big parking okay. structure? It is a parking structure for vehicles. My headcanon yes. is that it's a parking structure that also has lots of video game cabinets in it, and I would appreciate it. <laughs> If you just don't disabuse me of this <laughs> assumption. Oh man, all the Galaga parking spaces are Don't full. worry, we, we, we parked in uh, Burger Time. Yeah, so as you get into the car park of ships, you bring the now hoodless uh, cab to a uh, stop. The thing that you see is that there is, there's a fair amount of Twi'lex, Rodians, Aqualish, uh, just sort of circling around the different ships on level 63 and level 65. The ships themselves are on the odd uh, levels. It's only speeder parking that has even levels. Like, are they wandering around on foot? Yeah, they're wandering around on foot. Some of them have shock staves. Some of them have 
Yeah, electro stabs. Some of them have like fibro blades. A couple of them have blaster pistols. And there's groups just sort of, I'd almost go with swirling about. Like there's enough of them on each level that there's like at least going to be a group per spaceship that's there. And you're starting to see them show up as you're getting closer to the level of the queen. So do we think they're like actually just people that are going to or from their ships or are they striding more purposefully? They are much more purposefully. Okay. How, uh, like, how much, like, visual will tech is there? Is there, like, a... Uh, I don't know, I'm trying to, like, imagine, like, whether or not there are, like, you know, lights on the walls that are, like, like alarm lights and stuff. Or, like a, like, a, like, a control panel type thing. Yeah, like you've got a bunch of emergency lighting, you've got a bunch of uh, cameras there, you've got like different holographic imagers for the different landing bays. It's all really, I just keep on thinking of um, the detention area in A New Hope where they're shooting up everything. Mm -hmm. I'm just sort of figuring a landing facility is going to have something similar. So yeah, they do have emergency lighting. There is a bunch of stuff there. Uh, Okay, how unreasonable is it with the, the tech in this world? Um, to have a, a slicer character, for example, go over and uh, try to get into the system and insinuate that there is some sort of disturbance on some other floor that we are not on. That is pretty, well, not exactly pretty easy. Like, there would probably be in the hard area, but it would not be unreasonable to do. I could also just send the uh, the speeder somewhere unmanned that's a good point crash into something yeah between the two of you you could sort of rig the speeder to go off and do weird things yeah that sounds reasonable as well i'm by no means discouraging you from slicing things oh no i like that idea too and i already did like a pull an alarm thing you know how do we want to come to this notion as characters okay well what we could do is maybe we could call down to the guard station and tell them that we saw some sort of disturbance, or I could set off some alarms or something, or do you have any other ideas? Well, we don't exactly need this speeder anymore. I think there's like a glint in Lorenzo's eyes. That is very true. I must say that uh, that engine is quite accessible right now. Do I get to break something? It's not mine, honey. All right, and... Using that as much as permission as Lorenzo feels that she needs, she's just going to dive over and go start fiddling with that with the intent to go smash it into something so that they can scurry away. I will help to position the ship so that once the speeder, so that once it starts going somewhere, it will actually have the best chance of not running directly into a wall behind us. All right. It's going to be one red and two purple. For a slicing check? Okay, I wasn't sure if you were going to have this be computers or mechanics. I wasn't sure which. Well, if you've got mechanics, I kind of prefer it to be mechanics. I've got both. Uh, In that case, it's going to be a one purple, one red mechanics check. Uh, With, well, no, you've got tools. So, yeah, one purple, one red mechanics. Wish me luck. You're awesome. Oh, well, I got uh, two advantage, and that's that's <laughs> that's it. All right, so the alarms go off, and that's it. <laughs> Oops! No, no, no! I this is definitely going to be a succeed with a cost. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just got this sudden vision in my head if it works, but I don't jump off in time, and it like zooms off with me. So the question I've got is, how are you aiming this? I was personally wondering if there is a spiral, a spiral ramp that we could send it, like just tie the um, the yoke just so that it, so it's basically, if you left it alone, it would be doing donuts. But since we're sending it down a spiral ramp, it's just going to kind of keep going down until whatever uh, she programmed it to do happens. All right. Yeah, I can totally go with that. I'm just going to go with a uh, one red piloting check. With a setback after all the handling stuff. Okay, so um, Lorenzo's laying flat on the engine, reaching in and fiddling with things, and, and Reed just kind of sidles in and looks around, sees, sees if there's anything worthwhile to take, aside from the sunglasses that she's already stolen. Is unimpressed, and so she pulls 
like a Slim Jim wrapper, just a long stringy wrapper of something and kind of cocks the yoke at a certain angle and, and ties it in place. Okay, so three yellow, one green, one red, one setback. It ended up being um, one success and four advantage. All right. Yeah, this is aimed perfectly down the uh, spiral ramp. It's a fairly gentle spiral ramp. Going up those spiral ramps just sort of seemed to take forever sometimes. And that was sort of the case in this as well. And in doing so, I'm thinking that what Britt suggested earlier is what happened. As Lorenzo is leaning over the edge of the engine block, getting it ready to go, getting it ready for it to do weird things, like feet dangling in the air, just sort of kicking as they're reaching down in. The engine kicks to life, and then the entire vehicle starts going. Am I still in it, too? Uh, no. Okay, so I've got it set, and I'm ready. I'm, I'm, I, I step out, kind of saying, all right, let me know when I should hit the... And then the engine starts. <laughs> That's exactly it. Lorenzo would scream. And it starts going. You know what? Because, you know, basic is something that Lorenzo has to try to do. I think that you just hear a bunch of frenzied uh, clicking. Christine just put a bunch of bat noises here. I'll just sit here and click my pen repeatedly. You'll like that, right, Christine? (laughs) (laughs) All right. So it's not heading down all that fast. I'm average, so two purple check for either coordination or athletics. For Lorenzo attempting to dismount? I I would happily do coordination. I got three advantage again and, and no successes. Alright. I'm sort of figuring that Lorenzo's attempting to jump off, land, just sort of do the pull their arms in and just roll with it. In this case, instead of it being like a normal or lucky just sort of eventually coming to a stop, this is more of a you could call it a strike. Well, it's more of a spare, actually. Mm-hmm. One of the groups is walking around on, like, level 61. And as Lorenzo's rolling along, bouncing, and this is definitely not something that's been feeling great, runs into the limb, like, the legs of a couple Twi'leks that just sort of sends them flying. And then with it, it definitely helped Lorenzo stop as now just her standing in the middle of this pile of Twi'leks. I feel like with any advantage that you would allow, I, I would I would think that Lorenzo would prioritize the equipment over her own physical safety. Absolutely. All right. So from that, I'm going to go with uh, five wounds, five strain after soak. Fall damage strikes again. So... Like Lorenzo's just sort of standing up with these Twi'leks kicking around, twitching on the ground. And then, inexplicably, you see this mouse droid leading a puffer pig and this small little foot, foot and a half tall, long-necked horse-like thing. Lorenzo just, without hesitation, just like clicks like the zoom button just to like make sure that is being <laughs> captured. <laughs> Teacup giraffe. I think in this universe, it's teacup Ronto, probably. Cross giraffe out, Ronto. Yeah, okay, that totally works. Yeah, a teacup Ronto. There they are, just walking along. The puffer pig looks over at Lorenzo and looks back at the teacup Ronto. And there's this mouse droid that has the leashes of both of these animals out in front, slowly skidding away, and you can see uh, them leading to an elevator. Uh, if I real quickly look back over my shoulder, can I see any of my companions, or did it go down too far? You're about a turn and a half down the spiral ramp down. Then I think what I would, what Lorenzo would do, because uh, I have a calm link, very quickly calm over to Modi. I know we need to get back to the ship, but there's some very interesting stuff down this level. Do you want to Maybe come down here. No! I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, Lorenzo. Captain Alpha seems to think that we don't have time to shoot any B-roll. That is what you think, Modi. All right. Lorenzo will sigh deeply and run back up the ramp. Re looks suspiciously relieved for somebody who doesn't like the Chadrafan. The last thing that Lorenzo sees of them is the three of them getting into the uh, turbo lift and it seeming to start going up. 
and at that point is around the curve and back up. I am all right. Let's go. Re will gather up the trunk. Lorenzo will go hop on. There, standing in front of the queen, is four kind of grubby-looking warehouse workers and a twilight. The twilight has their back to the group, and they look to be uh, poking at the entry pad for the queen. Fool them. This is a Voran ship. It's not actually attached to anything. Hey! <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so... Are they all Twi'leks? The four dock workers are not. They're a mix of Rodian, Nikto, and Twi'lek. Vern, you're, you're, you're kingpin, darling. How do you want to lead? You gonna go big or you gonna go sneak? I'm not very good at stealth. That makes probably four of us, I would guess. Oh no, I am very good at sneaking around. Because sometimes you need to get footage from places where people don't really want you to be. Yeah, I, I, I've noticed that. Not every time. Lorenzo, do you really think you can sneak up to the ship? Can you get that ramp open without uh, getting caught? I think so. All right, well, uh, you're welcome to try, but uh, we'll have your back if you don't make it. And I'm going to just crack my knuckles. It is a single purple and single red for a sneak roll. The Twi'leks doing things and the rest of them are, they're supposed to be looking and trying to perceive around them, but eh, the interesting thing is the Twi'lek doing things. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think this is the entirety of my, my dice. Okay. I have a success and three advantage. All right. So yes, you are able to sneak on board. What do you want to do with the other three advantage? Uh, I would like one of those advantages to be that I am able to angle the camera such that when I'm sneaking off, I get a good wide pan shot of Varin looking heroic. All right. Absolutely. These are very <laughs> useful things that Lorenzo does. As as Varin's knuckle cracking, you, you get a nice... Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, the, the only other thing I could think of is that maybe they start to hear some of the commotion and maybe like a couple of them like peel away or something. Well. Okay, could be that this is when the vehicle itself uh, hits and actually causes its distraction. I mean, I, I don't think that's necessarily enough for everyone to leave, but it could, you know, maybe a couple could go something, I don't know. <laughs> this is sort of how I'm picturing the scene right now. You've got Lorenzo on the ship lowering the ramp going down, which is shocking the crud out of the five who are standing at the bottom of the ramp trying to uh, figure out how to get their way in because the guy doing the lock breaking knows that it wasn't him. Does he have the presence of mind to pretend it was him? Uh, no, he is just a little too shocked. It's like scratching the top of his head right between the leg. It's like, what the heck? Looking at the electronic lockbreaker that's still in his hand, not up against the keypad, like, what the heck? And then they start looking around and see the three of you and the large crate slash briefcase. Oh, they see me? They see us? Yeah, it's like they're looking around. They see the three of you. The ramp itself is open now. It's like, ooh. All right, no hesitation that if they've seen us, Vuren's just going to sprint towards the closest one and swing a right hook as hard as he can at his jaw. All right. They're between us and the ship, and it has been a very bad night. Yeah, and I, I think that if possible, if there's time, because they're like, that that one guy is like, huh? Then at that point that Lorenzo would pull out her, her, her blaster and just point it at them and smile and kind of cock her head. All right, in that case for... Um, Verin, that would be just too purple difficulty. No one has any defense. And I'm assuming, are you going after the guy with the lockbreaker or one of the other ones? Uh, whichever one is closest to Verin, honestly. It would have been one of the other ones then. Then he'll go after that one. He's not making for anyone in particular, just getting to the nearest guy trying to break into his ship. Um, so two purple. Yep. And then this is a brawl check. Uh, yep. can you aim a brawl check? Yep. All right, I'll do that. Uh, so I'll take a blue. Uh, and then, uh, do you mind if I flip a light side point, guys? Go crazy. This, this, you are in the middle of being epic, and Lorenzo would appreciate it if you were super epic. So I will then get to upgrade. So I get to add a green. So actually, hang on. How does this work? Because I have two brawn and three points in brawl. All right, so that would normally be... 
with the uh, light side point, though, bring it up to three yellow. Okay, that's what I was hoping. Yellow, yellow, yellow. Two purple, blue. Can I take the rolling boost from uh, Lorenzo's check? Okay. Yeah, them being startled, sure. All right, here we go. Three success and one threat. Okay. So then damage is just equal to brawn, right? Plus successes? Plus successes, yes. All right, well, that will be five damage then, because I only have two brawn. All right, you run up, punch, and this... It looks like it's enough to actually roll the guy's shoulder back, causing him to flinch with it. It does look like it actually uh, hit him so that it hurt him. And spinning around, taking a look, hey, everyone. And that's when the rest of them just sort of are snapped out of, oh, no, we actually now have to do something. So I'm going to get the other three of you to go, doing whatever the heck you're wanting to do. Well, mine's easy because I'm just going to aim and shoot. Are we at medium, would you say? I would say that you were at medium, yes. All right. Ree will just draw her blaster and kind of do that smirky smile. And she'll just kind of say, Oval Oski, which is old Karelian for goodbye, enemy or rival. And she'll take a pot shot at um, one of the, the, the mooks because the um, Twi'leks over by What's-Her-Face, right? Kinda. The Twilight is standing at the base of the ramp. So if you want to take a shot, you could. You're not really firing around anyone because Vern was going at the nearest one. All right, I'll, I'll go ahead and actually shoot for um, the Twilight then because I guess it is Twilight is directly in the face of, of the Chadrafan and the ramp and things. In that case, it will be one purple, one red because they have adversary one. Okay, Leslie shoots Twilight. I have um, ranged light. Sure. That sounds like a pistol-y thing. At medium, one purple, one red. So all cool like she says goodbye and then shoots for 11 damage. Jeez. <laughs> well, in that case, I'm... I, I mean, I did that right. My base damage is six. I got five successes. Yeah, no, that's absolutely right. I'm just going with that's enough to actually get them to get shot and fall over. Wow. <laughs> that wasn't even my powerful weapon. Retroactively, can we have that guy flourish his sword a bunch first? <laughs> um, I'm <laughs> Christine. Edit, edit Leslie in here looking kind of ill or unimpressed or just tired of his. It's like seriously, you know, stick. Yeah. All right. So, uh, what do the other two of you do? Because yeah, the Twilight has gone down. Uh, Lorenzo can see a couple of the lower torsos of other people who are standing around them. If Lorenzo wanted to shoot, I'd probably give like a setback due to cover, but that's about it. Yeah, I feel like Lorenzo had been standing there just kind of like brandishing the gun in a threatening way. And then as soon as he falls down, she's just like, she just kind of shrugs like, "Eh." and then just kind of casually shoots at one of the other ones. I'm going to have that be one red. Okay. On account of I am using a force point. Destiny point. And you said you wanted a setback as well? Yes, a setback due to slight cover. Okay. Ooh. Oh. And oh. yet? I might have gotten, you know, one of those little things called a triumph. And advantage. Awesome. But. But no success. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, no. no. <laughs> Just a minor point. <laughs> I mean, you know, a triumph is, is pretty okay. It's, I like it's it. It's pretty triumphant. Do you have anything that you're particularly wanting the triumph to be? Or do you want, would you be willing to see what the heck uh, Modi is doing? I would be definitely willing to see because Lorenzo is not really about doing anything that's like glory hogging for herself. She wants to capture everyone else doing that stuff, so... All right, so Modi, what are you up to? Oh, uh, crouching behind the box. <laughs> Not even trying to shove the box to get in? So I think what Modi's actually doing is uh, yes, ducking behind the box and um, trying to move it towards into the ship while also keeping it between him and the other guys. <laughs> I love it. Okay, that's awesome. I'm just trying to figure out, like, is that a cool, it's sort of like a cool athletics coordination skill doggery kind of thing. Those are all skills. 
It depends on whether or not he has a stroke of genius. On the other <laughs> hand, someone could do like, I don't know. Can I use deception to make them think I'm just a box? That's moving? Yes. Yeah, I kick. It's a disguise. <laughs> put the box. No, no, hang on. I know how to do this. I've seen this. You put the box over your head and then. <laughs> no, I. Oh, geez. I could just kind of see it. There's Modi uh, using. Doing a mechanics check of all things. Figuring a way of taping all of the uh, crystals to them so that from the other side, you just can't see them at all. Yeah, I'm 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 pretty I'm pretty game for that to be occurring and him just not being aware of All it. Right. I'll totally go with the deception. Okay, I actually have a rank in that. So, so you had wanted <laughs> to figure out what Modi was doing to to sort of sort out that triumph, and since Modi is very important to Lorenzo, would it be appropriate that that shot that didn't quite succeed like pings off of something such that like he just like just doesn't quite catch in his vision what Modi is doing and Modi can sort of safely or or get an upgrade since it's a triumph rather than um advantages or it pings off the box and turns on the cloaking device ooh wink okay and here i had just been envisioning essentially lorenzo going dance and shooting at people's feet <laughs> um and in, in in doing so, causing distractions. But yeah, and then one of the shots pinging and accidentally like opening the side of the box, causing the crystals to be there and are now showing the other like what is on the other side of whatever they're attached to. So now it's showing the other side of Lorenzo, or sorry, the other side of Moby. In that case, I should go with upgrading Deception twice. Ooh, okay, that's a yellow and then another green. Um, difficulty? It is going to be against two red. Okay, makes sense. And I'm going to use a special skill now. Uh, I think, yes, because of how close we probably are to the end. I'm going to have a stroke of that's, genius. That's why you actually taped all of the crystals to yourself. <laughs> yeah. Well, you've got four arms, so you're kind of... Like, wait a second. Just start juggling the crystals. <laughs> Creating a vortex of stealth. <laughs> uh, so Stroke of Genius lets me once per session uh, roll a skill with, in, with intellect instead of whatever the skill normally would be uh, rolling with. So um, that gives me a substantially better pool, especially with two upgrades. So here we go. Oh, no. <laughs> well, oh, no. my Stroke of Genius... Uh, <laughs> Netted me, oh, no. <laughs> netted me four successes, one advantage, and um, one uh, one despair. All right, so four successes and an advantage. I'm assuming you get into the ship with the uh, crystals. Oh, probably quite adeptly. Yeah. So, all right. So, Rhee and Vern are on the outside. Modi and Lorenzo are on the inside. And I'm just sort of figuring. As Modi's just pushing on this uh, to get it up the ramp, overexerts and just almost launches it into the other side of the ship, accidentally catching Lorenzo, sort of side-tackling them, hitting the ramp close, and the two of them and the crate are now just in a pile inside the ship. Sorry, Lorenzo. (laughs) No, I don't need to open this ship up so my comrades can join me. I need to check the cameras. Oh, dear. I have priorities. Yes, you do have priorities, (laughs) don't you? Oh, but wait, we're in the star, so... (laughs) So, we're standing there doing the cool fighty fight thing. Modi is like... And then... Chaos, crashing... And the ramp goes up, and we're like, the Criff! I think it starts going up, right? Like, is this ramp closing quickly, or is it doing a slow, like, run and jump onto it close? Yeah, it's doing a slow run and jump onto it close, I'm figuring. And let's do that. Oops, still have to do that. And, yeah. As they're attempting to stab Re with a vibroblade. The group of minions they <laughs> get an advantage 
And yeah, as they see the Twilight just laying there, there's Re, there's uh, there's Re, there's Vern, and there's a ramp that is starting to close. Yeah, I'm just sort of figuring that the four of them are just going to, they try to take a stab at Re and then start uh, booking off. And then as there's Vern and Re scrambling to get up the ramp as it's closing and off to the side, the two of them looking out, making sure that like none of the dock workers are trying to scramble on themselves. There you see the Mousetroid and Teacup Ronto and Puffer Pig walking. Re takes a moment to, to just kind of absorb the absurdity. Right, leaving. Lorenzo's just trying really, really hard to get the dramatic shot of them jumping onto the ship. Okay, and out of cognizance of the dramatic shot and also being out of the shot, Re will run up and then do the foot lift for Verin <laughs> to, to, to pop him in and over the ramp and then follow, conveniently obscured. Yeah, and as soon as Verin is on, Lorenzo will just pan it real quick so that... Verin's in the shot going up to meet with Modi, and you're not in the shot. It's been a difficult relationship to get to this point. We've made it. <laughs> I'm really figuring that, like, Ree's running up to the cockpit, the uh, queen, as Ree's sort of getting the ship to take off. As the queen takes off out of the berth, there's just the mousetroid looking out over with the Ronto and the puffer pig just looking up seeing the engines disappear into the dark sky. I think Lorenzo's starting to slowly zoom in on Verun's face. Mr. Rafa, do you have a good uh, closing line for this? Um, Might I suggest something that uh, reflects upon all that we've learned today? This is the last time that I sign a rental contract on Narshada. (laughs) (laughs) And Lorenzo hits stop. Thank you for listening to this episode of Heroes of the Hydean Way. You can find show updates on Twitter at The Hydean Way, and you can find me, Ben, on Twitter at Deuterium Mice. You can find me, Brandon, on Twitter at Blue of the Kin. I am Leslie, currently Team Mom at GS. I am Britt, and I am at Atomic Firebird. And I'm David at AKA Agent Shades. We are all at thehydeanway.com, where you can find previous episodes and our sister podcast, Tales from the Hydean Way. Our podcasts are on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, where you can find more episodes and help us out by rating and reviewing the show. We're also on Facebook as Heroes of the Hydean Way, and you can holocom us at heroes at thehydeanway.com. If you like what we do and you want to support the show, you can find us at patreon.com slash thehydeanway. Or you can donate a calf to us at ko-fi.com slash the Heidian way. And if you know what today's lesson was, I'd like to know what it was myself, personally. I don't know what we learned today. Always get the good stuff on camera. <laughs>